Blog Talk Radio. To here we are on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Lucy Weston. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Chick Flick Chat. This is the show where we chat about women's roles and roles for women in movies that have been recently released on DVD and on demand. It's October 25th, 2009, and in honor of Halloween, we are featuring Twilight, the movie. Don't worry, if you didn't read the book, Chick Flick Chat always focuses on the featured movie. We have a lot to cover and announce, but first let's welcome Chick Flick Chat co-host Susan Rigazzo, who I know is very excited to talk about this film. It's Twilight time, Susan. Hi, Lucy. Yes, it's Twilight time, finally. As a self-proclaimed twihard myself, I have been counting down the days since we selected Twilight for Chick Flick Chat. I know you have. Did you just say Twy Hard? Yes. That is something I haven't heard before. We'll discuss that <laughs> off the air. Um, right. <laughs> I'm excited too, Susan, and thank you for joining me. Listeners, if you'd like to join us to chat, please call in at 646-929-2473. Again, that's 646-929-2473. And we have something new to announce that we're doing with this episode of Chick Flick Chat really excited and as many of you know October 6th of 2009 was the first birthday of the blog www.herewearewithlucy.com it's sort of the mothership to the radio show if you will and uh, we've been celebrating all month giving away a lot of gifts and we are at it again with this radio show so we have three new copies of a paranormal anthology appropriately called hot blooded and I must tell you, it is hot, hot, hot. Do you mean by hot, hot, hot that this is a naughty novel? Oh, thank you, Susan. Yes, for that segue. Funny thing, I went to the bookstore. I love the cover. The blurbs on each story sounded intriguing. It's written by four New York Times bestselling authors. I thought, great, let me pick these up. This is perfect for listeners who are into the vampire genre. Little did I know until after flipping through a copy, uh, let's just say that the cover blurb, sensual predators who come by night, is quite appropriate. That being said, Susan, let's tell the listeners how to win a copy. Absolutely. It's easy. If you miss any of these steps, the info is listed at www.herewearewithlucy.com under the entry Chick Flick Chat Reminder, Bite into the Twilight Movie, and at the up-and-coming blog entry called Chick Flick Chat Twilight the Movie. First, listen to the show, either live or recorded. Second, hear the secret word which will be revealed during the show. And don't worry, we are going to announce it as, quote-unquote, the secret word, so you won't miss it. You'll know that that's the word we want you to, to send to us. Go ahead, Sue. Okay, now third, you'll want to subscribe to www.herewearewithlucy.com by entering your email address in the free updates box in the upper right-hand column. Then, check your inbox for an email from FeedBurner. Open it and click the link to activate. 
It is free, and we never share your information. Boy, that sounds like a lot, but you know what? It's really not. It's really, really easy to do. So if you're already subscribed, which many people who listen to the show are, you have to do nothing but just email us the secret word. If you're not, the steps that Susan just read literally take less than a minute. And lastly, you'll want to email the secret word in the subject line. The email link is in the upper left-hand corner of every Here We Are page. Look for the cartoon face. You only need to email the secret word once to be entered. You don't even have to write anything in the body of the email. The contest for the books will be open until December 15, 2009. And please note, winners uh, for the three copies, this is a giveaway only for the Continental USA, and 18 years or older, please, because of the nature of the content. On that note, if you are calling in and you're under 18, only tell us your first name and the state or country you're calling from. Please do not share any personal info. That's a tip from my friend Dana, by the way. Thank you, Dana, for reminding me of that. Um, If you'd like to chat along with us, again, the number is 646-929-2473. Long-distance charges may apply. depends upon your phone plan. Uh, And when Susan mentioned the character, the cartoon face, that's my face. So that's all you have to look for is the little Lucy face and and just click that and the email box will come up. So that's very easy to do. Uh, Susan, we're going to get going, but first let's tell the listeners that this is the first time we are discussing the details of Twilight, so they shouldn't be shy to jump in on the conversation. Okay, let's get started. All right. Based on the best-selling book by Stephanie Meyer, Twilight the Movie, starring Kristen Stewart as Bella Swan and Robert Pattinson as Edward Cullen, transports us to the rainy town of Forks, Washington, where Bella goes to live with her father. Here, not only does Bella find her true love, but she also finds herself caught up in a world where fiction and legends are reality. Okay, Sue, there's a lot to cover. <laughs> oh, I for think sure. we should first start, let's just talk about the casting at first. Okay. The casting of Kristen Stewart as Bella and Robert Pattinson as Edward. Okay. Thoughts? Kristen Stewart, let's begin with her. I thought physically she was a great cast. I thought she looked the part of Bella. She was, you know, she has that um, shy but but mature look about her. I thought it was a good choice. However, I was not impressed with her acting at all. I thought that she ended every line with a huff. She kept on huffing, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> okay, now I I have to agree. I like her her the physicality. She looks. The way that I think she's very pretty, naturally very pretty, oh, yeah. and I didn't find that with her acting. I did like her cast in the role, and I have to be honest, I cannot think of another actress in her age category that could have played this role mm-hmm. uh, and really made you believe that she is is someone, even though she is somewhat plain, that that he would be so interested in. I mean, I think there's a lot to doing that in, in this type mm-hmm. of a, a romance. You have to believe the romance. Mm-hmm. And with him... I didn't know him before. I had seen her in Adventureland, and she was very likable, and I thought she did a very good job. With him, I've never seen his work before. I think he's very cute. I was, mm-hmm. I liked him in this. Again, I can't think of anybody else who could have played this role. He looks like what I would imagine a teenage vampire to look like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does, and he's very sculpted, which I think adds to the character. Mm-hmm. He's very defined cheekbones and chin, and, and his eyes are nice and deep, and I'm sure makeup helped with that. Um He's very well, breathtaking, I, breathtaking when you first see him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess they're trying to, you know, portray the way Bella felt, you know. But I guess everybody feels. When I think when he comes on the screen, I don't know about the first time. First time he comes in the sc- onto the screen when he walks into the cafeteria, I, I was like, oh, make us a little strong. But 
the rest of it, when he first starts to speak to her at the science mm-hmm. lab table, I say, oh, mm-hmm. okay. I, his voice, and he's very calm, and that's all very, yeah, I thought that was a nice moment, and, and certainly he's got some heat there. Um, yeah, so she moves into town, Okay. and she's the new girl. She goes to school, and she's the object of curiosity and intrigue for all the other students. And I thought this was interesting because here she's somewhat of, you know, she's a the plain, vulnerable girl. She's the typical insecure teenager. Uh, and she's at this school, and she's being stared at by everyone. Mm-hmm. But similar to the Cullens, because you have this family, and, and here's the spoiler alert. If you're listening and you don't haven't seen the movie or read the book, I mean, they are vampires. I don't think I'm giving away anything too, too, too big there. I think everybody knows that by now. But the Cullens are the vampire family, and they're all stared at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? In a small town like Forks, I think um, anything out of the ordinary would really stick out. But and in Forks, I mean, it's a small town, and, and here's all this newness, and of course they're going to be attracted to it because it's different from their everyday. And so is she the – go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, perhaps that's part of the attraction between Edward and Bella. The two I do think, and that's where I was going. She's the human parallel. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, and, and also let me – while we're on this note, I was going to bring this up later, but the cars that they drive, the Cullens all have shiny new model, you know, high-end cars – yeah. And which makes them stand out from the other cars in the parking lot at school. And then she's got this truck from mm-hmm. whatever, 1957 or something, I yeah. don't even know what year it is, that's been rebuilt. And, and the funny thing is it's given new life in a way. Yes, yes. It, but, you know, by Jacob, he says he built he rebuilt built the engine. And it, that is so out of place. It's so, it's so antiquated and, mm-hmm. and, and just so opposite of what everybody else is also dry, dry, driving. So they're the two ends of the spectrum. Interesting point. I never looked at it that way, but you're absolutely right. So, uh, okay. So they meet, they're at school, and obviously she's attracted to him or there's something going on in, in their relationship that's at the, the early stages. And they finally start to get together. So I, I really want to delve into the Bella and Edward relationship. I think there are many layers here and things going on and the messages that are sent to, to young women. It's very important to cover. So Bella and Edward... Okay, where do we start? Uh, you know uh, well, let's start with the – they get together, and at that point she realizes she's in love with him. And she has, she says three things in the movie, and three really specific things. And it's one, uh, he, he, lur- he th- thirsts for her blood, or he lusts for her blood. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing she knows for sure is that he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. And three, she's hopelessly and irrevocably in love with him. That's right. Wouldn't that make you run for the hills? Well, you know, I I feel the same way. I it's it's we're gonna talk about this. So let's let's start with why would you feel you have to run for the hills? Uh, I mean, danger, danger, danger. Uh, right. I mean, if he wants her blood, the, the likelihood that he's gonna kill her is, is high. It's a high thing, and she just dis- disregards that for love. Yes, and would prior you say to her- relationship, you know, just for love, not necessarily. Well, and it's, it, it, all right, she, we, you know, I mentioned, I think she's very vulnerable, and I think that's something that he smells on her, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. I think there's something in her scent that he sees, he, you know, he he's interested in her. It's, it's beyond the uh, physical. There's something that he likes. He wants to take care of her, and yet, you know, he, he presents yeah. a whole bunch of issues. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, I think I think 
women in general find that to be an attractive trait. That men who want to take care of you? Yeah, they want to take care of you. But he's sacrificing himself in order for you. You know, like he's sacrificing his want for her blood. You know, okay, let's let, let's back up a second because for listeners, let's just be clear about how they get to that point. I I know where you're going with this. Okay, they have a, a moment before she comes to that uh, realization of the the three things she knows for sure. Uh, they have a moment in the woods where she says to him, you know, she confirms he confirms that he's a vampire. She says, "You won't hurt me," and then he says, "I'm a killer." Mm-hmm. He's admitting it. I'm a killer. Mm-hmm. And she says, I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says to her, I want to kill you. <laughs> and then she says, you? <laughs> she says, I trust you. Yeah. Now that interchange alone is, yeah. for a lot of reasons, it's, I mean, it is romantically done. Though, you know, the sun is streaming through the, the, the trees and they're in the forest mm-hmm. and no one can hear them or see them and they only see each other and, but at the same time, it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just wrote a piece on the blog about, you know, leopard doesn't change its spots. When people mm-hmm. tell you who they are, believe them. Yeah. And But she's she obviously is in love with him, and love yeah. is blind. It is. It is. And, you know, we don't get to see, this is one of the problems that I, I do have with the movie, is that you really don't feel a buildup of, of them falling in love. You just kind of have to trust that there is this attraction there, this very strong attraction that neither of them can can keep away from. I agree with you on that, but I wondered about that because we're adults. Mm-hmm. If we were 14 watching this, maybe we would see it. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. would have to ask someone who's 14. I hope someone who's 14 calls in and tells us. <laughs> so um, that I do know what you're saying, and I wondered that. Is, is it just because, you know, we've been through things mm. and, and we're not seeing it? But I do agree with you that there was a, it was a quick, yeah. uh, quick get-together, but without a lot of – but then again, I think it's a very long book that they had to put yeah. a lot of material and content into this film. Absolutely. And cover it. Um, so now, when she says these things to him, you won't hurt me, I, be- I don't believe that you're a killer, and, you know, I trust you. Is this faith, or is it foolishness? Uh, well, you know what? Let's go back to what you just said. If you're, if you're, you know, 15 years old, it's faith. If you're 35, like me, it's foolishness. Do you say, like, what am I doing? Yeah, like, yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> don't yeah, don't right? follow me out of the woods. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it really depends on your perspective, unfortunately. Um, She does say to him also, uh, uh, while I'm looking at these notes, I just want to bring this. She says, I am not afraid of you, only afraid of losing you. Yeah. That line bothers me. Because she's giving herself over to him completely. I know. So basically, like, I'll do anything for you. I just don't want to lose you, including risk my life. Yeah, exactly. This is my issue Mm -hmm. with this. I, and I, to, uh, let me tell you, I have to give kudos to Stephanie Meyer for, for writing, uh, you know, a very popular contemporary book that has somehow got into the pop culture in a way that who, who expected it and with many adult women. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading the book. I enjoyed reading New Moon. Um, I haven't read the third one yet. And, and I enjoyed watching this film, although I don't know if I had a 13-year-old daughter, if this is a book or and or the movie I would want them reading and watching again and again because of the underlying messages without the circum without the uh, consequences I understand and I agree to a point okay um, I also strongly feel that 
we as women, as mothers, as sisters, as aunts, whatever, friends, that we have an obligation to the young women in our lives to give them the necessary tools to be able to deal with a message that comes their way, like, like this movie perhaps, and be able to distinguish reality from fantasy. And because we're not going to be able to protect them. We're not going to be able to legislate everything in the world that's ever going to send them a bad message. So we need to prepare our young women. But, Sue, if your daughter's reading this at 13, I agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. to prepare them. But this, this gets in their psyche. Well, and everybody, I mean, I look back, I think about my high school sweetheart, and it was all la, 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 wonderful, and, you know, and, until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I think that there's something going on that at a level that no matter how much preparedness you get when you're getting indoctrinated and you fall in love with a book. I mean, I know of a, a personally of a teenager who's read this like four or five times mm-hmm. and reread sections and rereads. I got, I got some issues with that. Yeah, and, and I definitely agree. And that's where, you know, her mother needs to step in or, or someone needs to step in and say, you know, just be communicative about it and say, hey, let's talk about things, you know, try and... Oh, come on now. Would that have worked with your mom? Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have worked with mine. It wouldn't, but it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. And, you know, part of it, too, I think, is everybody has to go through their thing. I even You're going to prepare yes. as much as yes, you can. Yes, but not with a vampire. <laughs> That's true. This is true. I mean, it's, you know, they do, you know, if, you, if your daughter brings home a guy, you're like, okay, but when it's a vampire, it's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother uh, bag of worms. Um, okay. Let's move on a little bit uh, and talk about Bella with the relationship. We're going to come back, obviously, with Edward, but let's talk a little okay. bit about the father, uh, okay. Charlie. Okay. You know, he's sort of um, stuck in time. They're all kind of, st- all yeah. sort of stuck in their own time frame, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's stuck yeah. in time. He's the chief of police. He's, you know, he he does the same thing. He eats at the same place. He eats the mm-hmm. same food. Mm-hmm. The house is the same as when she was four years old. Yeah, yeah. And then, and I think they're holding on to a way of life there, uh, which is kind of endearing. You know, I, I do. I, I, that's a good point that they are holding on. But then I wonder why the name of the town is is Forks. Like it kept coming to me that that's a crossroads. Hmm. And yet nobody seems to be getting in or out. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? That's a really, really insightful uh, thought. Oh, the mother got out. The mother got out. But then she's not grounded either. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Um, Interesting. Interesting. So that was just something that I, okay. So now Jacob. Jacob is her friend. Another kind of an outcast. He is. He is, being that he's, you know, he's uh, Native American. Well, no, I didn't even mean it. Yeah, like he's not in the he's not in the regular uh, school circles, and you know he's not one of the regular kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, at this, you know, we don't see much of Jacob in this movie, but but the little bit we do see, obviously, Bella is very comfortable with him. You know, they pal around, and we do see that Jacob does take an interest in Bella. Um, And and there's that that that. the camaraderie that she has with him and, you know, that they're, they're, they're easy friends as they were obviously little kid friends, you know, now that they're teenagers, they're friends again. Mm-hmm. And it happens easily and quickly. There's something in the fact that I, I think when you watch the film that you really see her uncomfortableness with the typical kids at school, yes. her friend Jessica, Kelly, and certainly Mike, but, you know, like they're just, she's not on the same wavelength with them. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I believe I always felt that Bella's character was she's more mature, and that's probably one of the reasons why she doesn't quite fit in. Right, and and that could be why too he chooses her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he recognizes the maturity. Uh, Jessica cracked me up. She was like the girl in high school that knows everything. Oh, she has all the all the dish about everybody. Like, oh, and this one has that, and this one does this, and yeah, she was cute. Um, and Mike, you know, was very typical, and it, all of that was expected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you said, you know, it was very no, typical. Yeah, no big surprises. Although I did find, I I, I have to say, like I I had to snort a little bit when I was like, what? What is that? Like a little. When Bella tells Kelly, who wants to get asked to the prom by Eric, well, why oh, don't you Angela, ask him yourself? That's Angela, Luz. That's Angela. Oh, Angela. I'm yeah, sorry. Did yeah. I say Okay. When she tells her that, well, you know, why don't you ask him yourself? You're a strong, independent woman. <laughs> I know. I'll be honest. You know what? I loved that scene for that reason alone because I thought I, I liked the relationship with Angela and Bella. It's a supportive friendship. You know, she's supporting... Uh, Angela asking Eric out. Then there's another scene where, you know, they're going to go uh, shopping for a prom dress. And Angela's like, yeah, you have to come, Bella. I need your advice. I just thought that was nice. That's like It's nice... very sweet. But when yeah. she's giving her advice that she can't take herself. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, the dress thing aside, but she says, like, you're a strong, independent woman. <laughs> well, we're going to get to the, okay, to the rest of it. We do have a caller. Um, let me uh, pick up the caller and see who it is. Okay, one second. Caller, you're on the line. This is Here We Are with Lucy, and Susan's here, too, for Chick Flick Chat. Hello, are you there? Me? Yes. Oh, I was just listening because I didn't see the movie, and I wanted to learn all about it. What's your name, please? Bose. Oh, hi. How are you? And you comment on the blog, don't you? Occasionally. That's why I'm here today. Oh, Love I'm yours. so glad. So are you are you getting a good sense of what the film is? Yes, very much so. I'm following it. And okay. uh, I was also following what you guys were saying about exposure to the teen girls, and we're all not 14, I'm guessing, but um, what it's like. And I, so I agree with you that kids should be exposed to things. I happen to be a nanny, and I have other people that I talk to that say, no, no, you should like cover their eyes when they see something bad. And I'm like, well, they kind of got to get exposed to it, but then you have to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we're able to in our society really talk to kids about some of this stuff. So if you were listening so, earlier, you heard us talking about, like, would your mom, would you have been able to discuss stuff like this with your mom? Well, I personally could have, but I know I'm a rarity. My mom used to say, you can read anything you want as long as you discuss it with me. And it did help. Okay, that's you know, good. I don't think any young woman, any girl, tells their mom everything. No, or that right. they're in love with a vampire and they're going to let <laughs> him suck their blood out and kill them. Which is interesting what you said. Because I didn't see the movie, I wanted to be quiet at first. I didn't realize I was going to get called well, I, on. Yeah, I saw that you called in. I'm so glad you did. Thank you. Well, I don't have a computer to listen on, so this is my way of listening. I'm glad to uh, contribute. But we'll keep w- those comments coming, and uh, we'll be giving away the secret word in, in a little bit. And I hope oh, you'll, good, good. you'll email it in good. and uh, be in the drawing. Yes, the book sounds terrific. Go back to talking about, um, oh, now I've lost my train of thought. What he had said to her, was that was so pivotal and so interesting that he, she said, you said it, something like, I, I'm more afraid of losing you. Oh, when she said, of, I'm not yeah. afraid of... Uh, of uh, I'm not afraid of you. I'm only afraid of losing you. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah it is. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we'll go back there. Thank you so okay. much for calling in. We appreciate it. Sure. Thank you both. Okay, and Bye. I hope you call in next time. I'm going to keep listening. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. Bye, both. Bye. So, okay. Um, so, all right, so what, what the caller just said, both just said about that comment, I'm not afraid of, of, of you, I'm only afraid of losing you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there well, is a know, lot in that, isn't there? There is. And, you know, one, one thing about Bell and Edward is there, it's a very obsessive love. And that's not healthy. <sighs> I and didn't see it as obsessive. I, 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 when I hear what we're speaking about, yeah. it is. You're absolutely right. But I didn't categorize it that way. Why not? Is it because it's so somewhat sedate in the, in the film? It might be, but the word, see, the words are what, what gets me. You know, Edward has lines like, he says, my life didn't start until you showed up. I have no life without you. And, and you know, I'll do whatever it takes to keep you safe. And this, this is powerful. The words, again, you know, it might not have so much been there in the movie, but in the words, when you look at them in minute detail, and Bella does the same thing. Like, like you said, she doesn't care. He's a vampire about I'm not afraid of you. I'm afraid right. of you. These are all... They play on the psyche. Right. He does say, like, I have, to, I, I have a strong urge to protect you. But, you know, the thing is, he's the reason she's in danger. I know. <laughs> so it's sort of a double-edged sword. She's in love Absolutely. with him, but then she puts herself in danger because of being in love with him. You know, and yes, she's his life now, but at the same time, that life is maybe very short-lived because of, of him. Um, and I want to talk about this. I think there's a very important message for young women about not taking chances. This girl takes so many silly Mm. chances and gets rescued every time, miraculously. But that's only in the movies. (laughs) I hate to say that, but, you know, she walks down a dark alley by herself and gets confronted by strange men in what Mm -hmm. could have been a a horrific situation had Edward not shown up. You know, the the idea of being with the vampire in and of itself is quite a chance, you know, to take a chance. And then she leaves the hotel uh, in, you know, to go help her mom, she leaves the safety and the security of uh, Edward's sister and her boyfriend, you know, who are helping protect Bella mm-hmm. later on in the film from from another, an evil, if you will, vampire. Uh, and she leaves on her own without telling and ends up getting herself, true, almost, she almost dies yeah. within seconds of dying. Yeah. You know, this this being rescued is is not a good, it's also not a good message. It's not. And I think that's a big part of where one of the, to- the tools that we need to teach our young women, we need to teach them self-respect. We need to teach them self-reliance. So you're not in those positions where you need to be chronically saved. You know, these are all important uh, things that, that if you're there's, not there's teaching, a, they're yeah, going to pick up from the movie. Yeah, this, the, the, this, the movie definitely, there is definitely a blending between danger, attraction, and love. Mm-hmm. And it's all kind of rolled into one, and, and while it's very uh, cinematically romantic, it's not really realistic, and it is, no. the danger part is the, you know, the attraction to love is something completely different, but that danger part, when that's the ele- part of the elements, that's a real uh, big element, and it's not a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that there, there's a message, I think, I was discussing us doing this, the Chick Flick Chaffer Twilight uh, with a friend of mine at a, at a luncheon, and she said that she was afraid, she had read the book, and she was afraid that the message to young women was that love has to hurt. Mm. 
Thank you, Laura Lucas, for that. And uh, she, you know, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. She just put it so simply, well, you know, that that's the message. It has to hurt. You know, I started thinking about it, like, with the way the movie is, that it has to be dramatic and that, you know, yeah. you need this rescuing going on. And mm-hmm. it's just, so, so well, you know, it sounds like we're really bashing this, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. But, wait well, the, but the movie is good overall. <laughs> it's just that the messages are not so good for young women. Well, it, it, you know, we do feed off drama. The society in the whole feeds off drama. We're adrenaline drunkies. We like it. I don't know why. And I think that's one of the appeals of this this movie, in that it's being dangerous and it's it's very full of, of the drama. Right. And she um, even says, you know, after she almost dies, towards the after the ballet studio uh, incident, she says, there's a quote when she's waking up out of her uh, mm-hmm. in the hospital bed out of her you know, her sleeping stupor. And she says, death is peaceful, easy. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I might agree with that. <laughs> well, you know what? But but when you're 16 or 17, it's like, that's not, that's, a, that's I don't know. I just, okay, I, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I think we'll leave that for the new moon. Maybe I'll make a note to come back to that. Okay. And we'll, we'll pick up on that again because there's also some other things. Uh, we're going a little little long on some, some issues here. Um some other things I'd like to cover. Uh, okay. Again, well, I guess this is oh, this is all. Actually, this is coming together, isn't it? Opening scene, there's a deer in the woods. Yeah. She's the deer in the woods. But she doesn't run away. The deer has enough brains to run away. That's right. Yeah. But yeah. he gets caught, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does get caught. And what happens to the deer? He dies. I'm, he, I'm how, wait, he gets eaten <laughs> by the vampire. Yep. And you know what they say in, in the, the first, the opening scene of every movie is the most important. That's true. That's so, you know, we'll, I don't know if that's true here. We'll have to see what the next movie brings to to, uh, to the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there there are some nice moments in the movie I, I'd like to touch on. With the, There's a closeness and intimacy that is portrayed between this young couple, you know, Bella and Edward, where it's without sex. Yeah. They're in the woods. They lie in the grass together. That's a beautiful scene. You know, mm-hmm. he's playing piano and she's sitting next to him. And then they're in those treetops swaying. And I thought all that was beautifully filmed and and very touching because they're they're really they weren't really touching each other. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Now talking about messages, there's a nice message. You can yeah. have love doesn't have to be just physical. Right. You know, there's a whole other emotional aspect to. Love so, so that's a good message to send out there. You know, if, if there are, are young girls who feel pressured into having sex and they might not be ready, you know, that might be a good message. Now, on the flip side of that, though, we have the the other women who are also all hooked up in in uh, uh, relationships with men, and then you have this this the evil vampire that that James, who's after Bella, has a girlfriend named Victoria. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, my first impression of the relationship, which is very limited from what we see on screen with with Bella, is that she's jealous and and ultimately she's going to want revenge because James gets killed. But uh, you had mentioned something um, just now about the physical. So is do you think that when when there when Bella is the one being desired by James, and is it sustenance only or is it also sexual? Um. I only saw it as sustenance. You know, the blood is blood is like food to the vampires. 
So he, he caught a whiff of the blob, and he even says, I see you brought a snack. So I only ever saw that as being sustenance. Um, could it be sexual? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe. I think the whole vampire genre is based on just being sexual. I mean, yes, it's sustenance, but it's it's the conquest. Mm-hmm. There's the appetite. There's the desire, mm-hmm. uh, and then there, you know, there's the satisfaction, and then ultimately fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I never and you can use that. all of those words for either the sustenance or the sexual. Yeah. So you yeah. know, there is something, and and obviously Edward's feeling both. Mm-hmm. You know, and then James is feeling both, and then Victoria ends up being jealous, and we're going to see what happens in the next film. Mm-hmm. Which should, which I'm, I am looking forward to. I have to say, um, to, especially so we can we can talk about it on Chick Flick Chat again. Uh, it, so this is a love story, whether it's you know it's gone good or it's gone bad. And it, why do you think it's been so appealing to adult women? Um, I think I think we re, we relate to Bella. I think her insecurity. I think her maturity. Uh, we all relate to it. And she, it's, the, it's the classic Cinderella story we're all brought up with. And we, we still What's that? It. What's that in your, in your paradigm? Okay. Um, well, Cinderella, boy meets girl. There's some magic involved. There's some drama. And the then prince they live happily in. ever after. Okay. He, comes, he sweeps you off your feet, the whole... Yeah, he saves yeah. you, he protects you, blah, blah, blah. And this is what we're fed through our stories, through our movies, through our older adult females, um, from the time we're born, uh, we, we see these. I see it in, in my niece. My niece is only going to be four, and I see some of the message, messages that are being fed to her. The whole Cinderella, early. yeah, the, the princess, yeah, the princess absolutely. potion, I call it, yeah. So huh. even as adults, even though we, we grow up and we grow out of it and we become aware of reality, I think there's still that part of us that longs for that Cinderella story. We want to be saved. We want to be protected, et cetera, et cetera. We want the knight in shining armor instead of the guy on the couch drinking the beer watching the football. <laughs> well, wait, 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 though. Wait. Okay, that, I'm glad you said that. Okay, we want the knight in shining armor, but this is a bad boy story. Mm-hmm. Edward Cullen's a bad boy. I mean, like in the terms of like, you know, when you, you meet somebody, you know there's, they're, the, they're the good boys and the bad boys. And ultimately, the bad boy is bad for the woman. Yeah. But don't you think that... Um, most women go through that bad boy stage. Yes, I think everybody does. And I think that's why it's a good target for the young teenagers, the young women, is the bad boy thing. Because I think at this point, they're only starting in that bad boy stage, and they're only starting to experiment. And I think that's why, why it's very appealing to the teenagers. Well, I'll be very curious to see where this story, this, this whole uh, storyline goes from uh, Twilight to New Moon to Eclipse to the, to the fourth book, which what is the name of the fourth book? A breaking dawn. Thank you, because at at this point I'm I mean I've just I've seen this movie now. I'll be curious to see what they do with New Moon. And I did read New Moon, like I mentioned. I have not read the other you know two. I want to see what's going to happen at the end of this whole mm-hmm. long. You know, it's it's more than a trilogy now. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, what would it be? <laughs> I don't, I'm a writer. I don't know what the what the fourth book is. The volumes <laughs> of this. Um, so yeah, that I'd be curious to see how this is going to end up, and 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 maybe we'll bring that back around to what you just mm-hmm. said. You, you know, know I, that it's they're on their they're on the beginning of the journey. Yeah, yeah. And you know, what, another another concept uh, that I think rings throughout the movie is the Cullen, and the concept of family. 
And I think that appeals to both teenagers and to, and to women. I did like that they had the nuclear family in place. Yeah. No one else had the nuclear family. Yeah. That we saw. You know, like we don't, certainly Bella doesn't, her mom, the parents are divorced, mom's off, you know, with the, the new husband, and mm-hmm. we don't know, I don't, does Jacob have a mom? Um, she does, she passed away, I think in a car accident. Okay, so so he's he's motherless at this point. So then you have the Collins with with this pseudo family that they've put together, mm-hmm. and I do like uh, Peter Facinelli, I, I, uh, I just like him so much, and I mm-hmm. thought he did a very nice job, yeah. and I didn't realize it was him right away with the blonde hair, but he... Um, he and the woman who plays Esme, what's her name, Sue? Um, her name is uh, Elizabeth uh, Reeser, I think. Reeser, I yes. She, I thought they did a good job of um, really taking on the parental role where you felt like, like at the one moment in the kitchen after Rosalie breaks the dish and, and then she turns to her and says, clean that up now. Yeah. That I was mean, like a real mom thing. The interesting thing is that they're not even that you know, far apart in age. In age. You know, so it's kind of funny to see, you know, this woman telling this other woman, pick that up, clean that up. Right, and but clean in a nurturing fashion. Yes. And, and, in, yeah, and, and, and also they all listen to Carlisle. Yes. You know, and they it's... look at him as a father. Yeah, as a father. They call, you know, my dad. And, and it's just, it's, that's an interesting thing. And here's this group of, uh, I don't even, you know, vampires, but but they've mm-hmm. come together in different times and different ways mm-hmm. uh, into the and, and mesh to make this family, and that's the representation on screen that we see of family, yeah, yeah, of nuclear family. So you know, yeah, that that's a good point about the family. Um, all right, I'm just I'm just checking over. Uh, the ending is very nice. It's the prom. Yep. Very romantic. Very romantic, right? The dance, the kiss. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And, um, of course, they, they gave us a nice little segue for the next movie. They set it up. They totally set it up. I liked Edward's line to Jake, you know, about Jacob. And then, of course, there was Victoria at the end. So, yes. so we're being set up for the next movie. For the revenge. Yep, yep. Which will be good. Jacob. I think it'll be good. Uh, all right, Susan, I think it's getting about that time. Shall we give all out right. the secret word? I think we shall. Okay. The secret word is... And we did a lot of talking about what it would be. So <laughs> the secret word is Arizona, just like the state, Arizona. Uh, Susan, do you want to remind people how to, how to use the secret word to be eligible to win a book? Absolutely. Uh, remember, for your chance to win the hot-blooded book, um, you want to go to www.herewearewithlucy.com. You're going to uh, go under the entry Chick Flick Chat Reminder, Bite into the Twilight Movie, or you can go to the up-and-coming blog entry called Chick Flick Chat Twilight the Movie, and you'll find detailed instructions on how to uh, get involved in the giveaway. And deadline for the entries is December 15, 2009. Thank you. It's very easy. It's just simply go to the blog, what Susan just said. The details are there, and email the word in. And uh, we'll collect all the emails, and on December 15th, we'll have a drawing. Um, any last thoughts about sets, wardrobe, uh, makeup, anything you want to add, you know, movie versus book, that type of thing? Uh, well, there's one thing I have to say, because you are impeccably detailed when it comes to the sets. And I noticed one thing finally, and I had to mention it. Okay. When they're in the lab... There is a taxidermy owl that's sitting behind Edward. I did and not see that. In the first scene, 
the, uh, the wings are spread, and in that first scene, it looks as if it's perfectly positioned behind Edward, so it looks as if he has angel wings. <gasps> oh, see, now, oh, I missed that. And I saw it, I'm like, as soon as I saw it, the first time I saw the movie, I'm like, I have to tell Lucy about this on the show. <laughs> I okay. Never <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to play that back and see what that what that is because I totally missed that. But in general, um, I liked I liked the wardrobe, like the sets. I thought overall the casting was was good, um, and I adore the baseball scene. I have to say. Yeah, that was a good scene. I I didn't. Yeah, I I, I really liked it with the thunder, and it was that was very exciting. I thought the wardrobe was very contemporary and very. Uh, spot on with what yeah. I see, you know, kids going to school in and things. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. It was all, yeah. it all worked. Yeah, absolutely. I will say that some of the makeup towards the beginning of the film, I thought maybe was a little heavy-handed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the Collins. They were a little, little pasty. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it took away from his, you know, his beauty. And it, it would have been better to be a little toned down. I know where they were going with it. I watched the movie twice. Second time through, I didn't notice it as much. Okay. So maybe that was just, you know, my own uh, thing at first. But um, I did like it. I, I, I Overall, I liked it. You know, I have a lot of issues with it, like we discussed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'd recommend it. I did read the book, too, and I'd recommend that. You know, yeah. there it's it's interesting. It's you, you find yourself as an adult falling in love with the story. You do, absolutely. I like the movie, too. Again, same as you. I do have exceptions to it with the messages and with, with some of the other details. But overall, I liked it. And, mm-hmm. and I've read the, the book, the whole series twice. I personally would recommend reading the book first, then seeing the movie. Yeah, because it's like so any other, I think that's true with any book and movie. Read the However, book first and then, yeah. I will say I have, I have friends who uh, saw the movie first and that enticed them to read the book. So I guess it really all depends on the person. You know, if, if you didn't like one, maybe try to give the other one a chance. Kind of well, thing. I'll tell you, I only read the book because it was so popular that I thought I must be missing something. Yeah, yeah. I have got to read this. What is everybody talking about? Yeah. You know, and I was like, everywhere I went, I saw it. People were talking about it, and I just couldn't get away from it. And I thought, well, this must be a message. I must, I, yeah. I have to read it. So I did, and then, you know, finally I got to see the movie, so I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see about uh, New Moon. On that note, let's talk about uh, the next Chick Flip Chat featured film, which is going to be Revolutionary Road. Listeners, if you have not seen it, rent it. Be prepared. It is quite a ride. Uh, really good film, fantastic acting, and lots of stuff to talk about. So I look forward to that, and that will be in November. Susan, thank you. Thank you, this Lucy. Was, oh, it was a lot of fun. And Absolutely. I am looking forward to featuring New Moon as a follow-up to this Twilight on Chick Flick Chat. So we'll have to make we'll, – we'll pick a date, and it will be announced. And we're, gonna, we're not waiting for DVD on that, are we? No, we are not. No, we're not. We're, gonna, we're going right to the theater for that one. Uh, bring your notepad and a flashlight. Um, I'd like to thank our listeners and our caller, Bose, for joining us. Thank you so much for calling in. Don't forget to email the secret word for a chance to win a copy of Hot Blooded. And if this giveaway goes well, and we hope it does, we will do it again for New Moon Chick Flick Chat with another fun gift. We invite you to stop by. Here we are with Lucy.com for lots of helpful living well lifestyle info. And remember to subscribe. It's free. It's easy. We never share or sell your info. I am Lucy Weston, and I thank you so much, and I do look forward to talking to you again next time on Here We Are. Until then, may your life be better, brighter, and easier on your way to running the world.